0: you found the everything apostolic podcast delight your soul feed your spirit and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing miracles end time prophecy holiness and everything that apostolics love and now here's your host pastor author blogger and teacher charles rodas
1: everything apostolic well praise the lord this is charles Rhodes, your host it's so good to be with you today and i have a very special guest uh, brother and reverend ed Snyder. praise the lord brother praise god brother how are you doing awesome we are live and it's so exciting to have you with us on everything apostolic and um, uh, well, before we get too deep in the weeds there, I'd love for our our audience to hear about you. And I know brother Snyder has written a great book, which I haven't read. And then he has a very awesome podcast as well. that has been around for some time. So if you could share uh, some info about those things, we'd like our guests to pick up that book and check out his podcast. And, uh, He's involved in some other ministries as well, so we'd love to hear about that, my brother.
2: Sure, sure. And again, I appreciate the opportunity and the honor to be with you here on Everything Apostolic. Uh, The book, Control the Beast, A Guide to Managing Your Emotions, (laughs) is a book written basically of my story. Uh, It is a book about emotional intelligence or managing your emotions, both positive and negative uh it does lean heavy into the area of anger management uh when i was uh i was always the fat kid getting made fun of and beat up and bullied and all of that all through pretty much all through my school school life mm-hmm. and so it it produced a an angry kid uh mm-hmm. thankfully i was raised in an apostolic home my parents i'm fifth generation pentecostal wow. and so um my uh, my parents made sure I was at church and made sure I was involved in the youth group and all of that, but it's still.
1: Well, I think I've kind of lost you. Not sure if you can me, hear me, Brother Snyder. Well, we might, no doubt you're there. It's just a temporary uh, uh, disconnect, though it's not a disconnect how about now oh i can hear you now there we go go. it happens (laughs) okay all right so um as
2: as i was saying it's um i had this beast in the basement growing up uh in an apostolic home and that was all very good And my parents made sure i was at youth group and all the activities of church and everything but i just didn't know what to do with the beast in the basement and so Mm -hmm. You know, at school, with because I was this size, uh, the football coach, you know, got a hold of me in my seventh grade and recruited Mm -hmm. me for the football team. And I kind of thought, well, this would be great to maybe vent some of this. And Mm -hmm. I was aggressive. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. very aggressive on the football field. And, of course, that ended after my fourth concussion and wound Mm -hmm. in the hospital uh, for about three months. And God miraculously healed me of a brain bleed. and so uh i put that behind me and then of course going through my teenage years i put my fist through more walls windows doors than i care to confess Mm -hmm. uh i mean i'm ashamed of i'm not bragging but i've knocked some teeth out in my uncontrolled anger and broken nose or two and in fights and things like that Mm -hmm. so it was it was pretty bad and then i met the love of my life uh my wife, Gail, who we've been married for 42 years. And of course I didn't just go to her and say, Hey, you know, I want to give you a heads up. I got this anger problem. Um, you know, I kind of kept that up, uh, behind the scenes, but when we had our first marital discussion, quote unquote, I, um, I kind of went off the deep end, put my mm-hmm. fist through a door, unlocked it. Cause she she walked away from me, which that's one thing you didn't do to me. in, in my uncontrolled anger, Mm -hmm. and and shut the door in my face and locked Mm -hmm. it so i went into a rage i've never ever laid a hand on my wife ever Mm -hmm. my father my father brought me up uh you know better than that so Mm -hmm. but it scared her and and she's like the next day i i don't know if i can do this i'm like do what and she said i yeah you put your your fist through that door i mean you know, I, I don't know if I could stay married. You know, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll do something. I'll I'll fix it somehow. And so mm-hmm. I went to my pastor, and you know, I said, Hey, I, I got a I got a problem. And he um, he said, well, What's going on? I said, I am very angry, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, his advice, and and what I'm about to say is not. To discredit the power of prayer, I believe in the power of prayer. Sure. Prayer changes things. Sure. However, faith and works have to go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and forty-two years ago, he, you know, his advice was, "Well, son, just get in the altar, get a good praying through, and you'll be fine." So I got in the altar and I got a good praying through, and about three days later, I'm hitting something again. Wow. And you know, I needed what I needed was the works. I needed, I needed to figure this out and talk mm-hmm. this out so that God can begin to heal me. And so Gail and I started on our journey of figuring this out, you know, trial and error. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I would get upset, you know, she learned how to, to, you know, talk me down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we had discussions about what I did right this time and what I didn't do right and how I need to work on this. And here's my strengths and here's my weaknesses. And then of course, back then, 42 years ago, ago, Mm -hmm. Uh, anger management classes was not even in the universe or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, uh, books, you know, was, I I couldn't find anything on, on the subject. So I couldn't do any learning. It was just God, Gail and me. And so we, we just, um, made notes and, and I thought it through and we figured some things out put some processes and systems in place. Then when the material started coming out, man, I started gobbling it up, reading Mm -hmm. everything I can get my hands on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even took, once it appeared, I took some training, uh, then got certified probably 22 or so years ago uh, to to start giving back. And we kind of specialized. It was life and focus education was created. You know, Mm -hmm. the the drug and alcohol addictions, parenting, financial help or training and anger management. So we we kind of capitalized on that Mm -hmm. and taught it professionally in probation and parole, uh, court services, chambers of commerce would have me come in and do sessions on how to identify and diffuse angry people, workplace Mm -hmm. violence. You know, we did a lot of extensive training over the years. Wow. And, um, you know, when, when you're working with, uh, probation and parole and court services and all of that, it's like separation of church and state. Now you can't talk about God, but right. er- <laughs> everything I learned over the years was rooted in the Bible. Cause that was, you know, that was our textbook Sure, that sure. we went to the word of God to learn how to get my emotions under control, how to heal from my past being bullied, and then how, how to handle
1: troubled people. Everything now, now, we learn. Now, this is what I love. So you've written a book, and the foundation of that book is biblical. It's not just uh, from your experiences alone. Sure, I know that's all tied in. Yeah. It's not just um, what you've heard or read from somewhere else, but you use the Word of God. And experiences and trial and error, and you tied it all together and you wrote a book. And sure. what's the name of the book?
2: Control the Beast: A Guide to Manage Your Emotions. Control the Beast. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, when we started developing these classes, they, you know, they they threw that tr- separation of church and state at me. And I'm like, okay, all right, sure. No, no problem. I I won't I won't talk about Bible. I won't talk about God. But what I did is took the concepts from the Bible, mm-hmm. and I just didn't put chapter and verse on them. I just taught the concept of the Bible. For example, uh, Psalms, uh, what is it, 27, I believe? Mm-hmm. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, Luke says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sure. Well, when when somebody becomes uh, offended, it's something that was said. You think too much about it your mind creates a scenario that doesn't exist. The more you think about it, it becomes an emotion. Now you're offended, and and most of the time you're offended at nothing. And then the longer you harbor those feelings, it starts flying out your mouth. So what a man thinks is what he feels, and what he feels is what he says. Sure. So, So to fix what you're saying, you can't start at the heart. You have to start at the mind. You got to get your head straight. Sure. And sure. so, when, <laughs> and, and it was really kind of comical through the years, I would teach these classes to literally thousands of people over the years. And I would say, I would get, man, that's the best anger management class I have ever been in in my life. And I've been in a few anger management classes. Mm-hmm. These are people that just got out of prison. That was, that was, went to prison for for assault and and all of this and what they were listening to was bible just i didn't again i didn't put a chapter and verse to it so uh through the years everybody's like you need to write a book this is the best stuff i've ever had you know you need to write a book you need to write a book Mm -hmm. so we finally sat down and started typing out uh our journey and and the book doesn't just just go after your anger management. The book talks about the power of understanding. That's the first thing that we have to to have to do. Proverbs says, get understanding. You've got to go get it. So when you understand the who, the why, the what for of a situation of a person, when you understand a little bit about where they're from, what they've been through, it helps you deal with their difficult attitude, spirit, whatever and so uh then we we also talk about the mechanics of emotions the biology of emotions you know to be able to manage something control something you need to understand how it works Mm -hmm. you know a mechanic cannot fix an engine until the mechanic learns how the engine works how it functions how it fires you know how it runs so when we learn a little bit about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, how it fires um, and what triggers it and then what, how our emotions operate, it mm-hmm. helps us to be able to fix uh, uh, and learn or and fix and, and modify our behaviors. Uh, so we, we talk a lot about that. We also talk another very important area is relationships. Uh, I wrote a piece in the book called Nine Levels. In fact, you know, if you go to our website at, at truenorthdfw.org, you can click and, and uh, you know join our, our email list mm-hmm. and get a free ebook called Nine Levels of Relationship: How to mm-hmm. Handle Toxic People. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Yeah. Toxic, yeah, great. Because you know, so many times in relationships, we try to fit someone in a category they don't belong. OK, uh, your first your first relationship, of course, above and beyond anything, is your relationship with God. Right. Is that a healthy relationship? And if not, why is one of your relationships from your current or past world bleeding over in your relationship with God? Fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next most important relationship is your relationship with your significant other, your wife, husband, uh, mm-hmm. whichever applies there. Uh you know, this is everything apostolic, so it should, it should go without saying that if you're a man, you're married to a uh, a wife, a woman, and if you're a woman, you're married <laughs> to a man. So, yeah, yeah. in our world today, woo! and so, because yeah, uh, yeah. I do a lot of interviews, not just with apostolic podcasts, but also secular podcasts, and mm. so, so anyway, uh, and then the third is your best friends. Those are those people like, you know, somebody you... You, you met in grade school and grew up together. You know th- those are the relationships where you can you can honestly just be yourself and not worry about being judged, right. criticized, right. Mm-hmm. you know, stabbed in the back. It's just a good friend that you can relax, go play mm-hmm. golf, you know, go have a cup of coffee with, you know, talk about you know some deep stuff and trust them. OK, that's that's best friend. And then you've got you know, you've got good friends that, you know, you hang out with. Sometimes you go play, a, uh, you know, some golf with or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Acquaintances, people that you've met along the way, you know, of, you appreciate something about them, uh, but you're not quite good friends. You don't play, you know, you haven't played golf with them, at least not yet. Right. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna be yourself around them because you don't know them. Therefore, they're, the trust factor is not there. So they're not a, they're not a best friend. They're just right. there's mm-hmm. somebody that you've seen at a at a camp meeting or, or a, a rally or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you appreciate them and you've heard good things about them. Then then there are uh, another category is work relationships. You know those people at work mm-hmm. that don't really match with you, but you know, they're, they're good people. You work with them. They, they work hard on the job and you know, they, they're a team member or, or it's that person that, you know, they're the cutthroat, they're the backstabber, they're the political person. They're trying to climb the ladder and they're going to step on you to get there. Sure. Sure. So you don't like them and um, you don't trust them, but if you cross swords with them, it's going to cause you a problem. So you, you're professional, you come in, in the morning, you greet them. Good morning. How are you? Nice day today. You know, weather going to rain, whatever. And if you deal with them in the work, you're careful. Uh, you talk about the subject and you move on. You don't go to lunch with them. You don't go to dinner with them. They are a work relationship only alive at work. Right. hmm And then, then here's a kind of a, an amusing category I put in there. And that is because we all deal with these people. It's love them enough to get to heaven category. (laughs) They get on your nerves. You don't like them. They're annoying, but you can't hate them because you're, you don't, you don't want to miss heaven for them. (laughs) So you just find a good point. You find something good about them and you move forward. You know, you just love them enough to get to heaven. Right, right. (laughs) And then the ninth level, of course, is what we're really, really the real deal. And that is the toxic relationship. It's that relationship that every time you try to mess with it, you get hurt. You get poisoned. Um, And that relationship can be any one of of the categories I just mentioned. It could be. Your relationship with, unfortunately, with your spouse, your your marriage could become toxic. Sure. Your best friend relationship can be toxic. Mm-hmm. A good friend can be toxic. Uh, anytime you try to mess with it, 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 it backfires. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: the problem, side note, the problem that we have is we try to take somebody that is an acquaintance and make a best friend out of them. But the trust factor is not there. Yeah, okay. And violated your trust, and now they fall into love them enough to get the heaven category. Sure. Once, once things healed, they may come to a good friend or they may come to an acquaintance. You got to leave them in that category because that trust is maybe you may have forgiven them of the violation, mm-hmm. but the trust has to still get healed up. You know. So people move up and down the nine levels. But that toxic relationship is something that really has to have a lot of attention. And, of course, if you're familiar with toxins, they're very poisonous,
1: uh,
2: and, and you, it can be fixed, but it has to take some serious work. I use, I use an example, especially when I'm on a live session. Uh, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and there was a small town in Missouri way back in the day where there was a factory. They were the basically the employer of that small town. And they formed a leak underneath the building that poisoned the, it was toxic. Therefore, it poisoned the soil, got into a water table. Mm. Several people in the town got sick because they were drinking the water. So when it was finally discovered, the factory had to be tore down. Uh, all of the soil had to be scraped and hauled away Fresh soil had to be brought mm. in. Some houses had to be torn down because they were infected by the toxins. So those people got relocated temporarily. Sure. Uh, the factory is out of business temporarily. So there's a disruption, a major disruption, mm. because the toxins have to be extracted. Sure. Sure. Fresh fresh soils brought in. The factory is rebuilt brand new. Houses are rebuilt. People are coming back in. Life's getting back. Fire, factory fires back up, and we live happily ever after. Right, right. So, in a toxic relationship, the first thing has to be done. It's got to be contained and separated because every time you touch it, every time you drink from it, every time you try to gain from that
1: relationship, Well, I think we've lost him for a moment here. No doubt, uh, Brother Snyder will be back. What amazing information. Yeah, and so uh, you will need to get his book, Control the Beast. You will be extremely uh, blessed, even if you're not in a toxic relationship, even if you don't have a problem. We all run into these people. We all meet these people from time to time and no doubt probably everyone knows someone and it's a good chance you have someone in your family this way. Are you back brother? I am. All right. There you go. I am. So, um, you know, like the town,
2: you know, fresh dirt was brought in, repairs were made, uh, houses rebuilt and the disruption finally was over and life became happily ever after. So when you have a relationship and even in a, in a marital relationship, there's going to be a disruption until right. the poison is extracted. And then we can put everything back like it is or was and continue to grow. So right, right. That, that's part of the book. And and of course, we also deal with in control of the beast. We deal with another very important area, and that is rebuilding our self-esteem. Um, wow. Mo- You know, with me, you know, being the fat kid in school, constantly getting made fun of and bullied and exercise or exercise or excuse me, set apart. um, It hurt and and it it caused a lot of low self-esteem. I didn't think much of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I had to learn, you know, my wife, Gail, helped me deal with that. She helped me, you know, so many times when we try to fix something. And here's the key. One of the keys in rebuilding self-esteem, we we focus too much on our weaknesses or what we can't do. Mm, I've heard that. Yes, and and that's a that's really a a major mistake. We Mm. we think that's where we think we got to go. Well, it's weak, and we got to fix it. It's a problem, and we got to get rid of it. Yes, we do. But what about all the things that you can do? You're rebuilding the confidence that you have in yourself. You're rebuilding your self-esteem. So what has to be focused on first is, what can I do? You know, what is my skill sets? What are my talents? What is my gift giftings? What is my passion? And when we work on those, it helps us feel better about ourselves because our focus Mm. now is on what we can do and what we're strong in. And then we reach back. I mean, we don't forsake the weaknesses. Because those are got; those need to be strengthened, um, and and we work on those weaknesses and make them strong. Mm-hmm. All the while, we're saying, "I can do this. I can. I. I've got this ability. I've got this skill." Uh, in it, I guess, the way life uh, formed me is, I, I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mm-hmm. kind of a, a shield. You know where, because I felt so inadequate in myself. I needed to make people like me. Sure, so I I would be funny. I'd crack jokes. I would, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, my wife and I early early in this process, we um, we I think it was Tim LaHaye's uh, content. We we took a personality test. Let's see. Let me see if I can remember. Sanguine, uh, choleric, melancholy. Uh, and phlegmatic and the uh when i tested when i did the test i i was like 50 percent sanguine no 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 i was more like 75 sanguine and like real low on the uh on the choleric uh and a little bit of of phlegmatic now sanguine is the partier they're the ones that you know they're that person that's going to put together a party and probably not show up. <laughs> you know, they, oh wow! They're going to hey, let's get together, let's do this, and then they're off to something else. You know, kind
1: of the ADHD <laughs> type. Uh, uh, oh yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> you know the, the choleric. The choleric is that worker. My dad was the definition of workaholic. Uh, they're the worker. They're gonna they're gonna drill down. They're gonna make it happen. You know that's that's choleric, and then phlegmatic. Uh, I believe phlegmatic, if I remember correctly, they were the creatives, and uh, and then the the uh, melancholies are are kind of like the uh, what's the Disney the Winnie the Pooh Disney character the the donkey uh, what was his name Eeyore something like that yeah <laughs> yeah I forgot about them yeah 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 so uh... <laughs> I I realized that I was a high sanguine. And a little bit of choleric. So I was having a whole lot of fun, but not getting anything done. My my discipline was weak. Mm -hmm. And so I went to work on, you know, the personality I was working on, let's have some fun. Let's, but also I realized I need to become more disciplined in my life. I need to become more like my dad and get some more work done. So I would work (laughs) on my weaknesses Um, while I made people laugh. And, I don't know if it was a couple of years or three years later we did that test again. And I, I actually hit it 50-50. I was wow. sanguine and choleric. So I was having I was getting a lot of work done and having a whole lot of fun doing it.
1: So <laughs> Well, you praise know, the Lord. That's yeah, that's some awesome information. Now what we're gonna do. Just kind of interrupting, Brother Snyder here. It sounds like he is um, loaded. I'm lo- I, I appreciate this so much. What information? We're going to take a break here in just a moment. When we come back, uh, I'm going to shoot some questions at Brother Snyder. Maybe four or five questions or so, and um, maybe kind of real life questions. Uh, maybe some of our listeners could be in. They know somebody that's in them or maybe you have been in them and you're trying to recover so we're going to do that when we come back and of course um, he's gonna i know have some uh answers for us that's really really going to be helpful so uh yeah in just a minute we will be right back after a short break My book The Argument for Holiness has 4 chapters. The Jezebel Spirit, Chapter 2 is The Watchman on the Wall, Chapter 3 is The Spirit of Holiness, Chapter 4 Cleansing the Temple. I want to give you some testimonies that have come back about the book, The Argument for Holiness. The first one is by Julie. It says, This book has definitely challenged me to return to the scriptures and look again to what holiness is and to examine the principles of holiness that I have practiced in my walk with God. I agree, the word has to be our only source for instruction in holiness. Another testimony about the argument of whole, for holiness. For anyone interested in the topic of holiness, this book is an excellent resource. Lots of scripture to help the reader understand what God says about it. Easy to read style provides a great guide for a personal study of holiness by Jennifer M. And another one about the argument for holiness. It's from Christy W. All four sections are wonderful and well explained. Just the chapter on The Watchman is worth it. Overall, really good book. You can get The Argument for Holiness in a Kindle format or paperback. Go to Amazon today. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host of Everything Apostolic, and we have a very special guest today. As you've already heard, uh, Brother Ed Snyder is an author, podcaster, and uh, involved in several other ministries. Uh, before we get into those questions, uh, Brother Snyder, why don't you uh, tell, us, uh, tell us where uh, our listeners can find your podcast if they're interested in uh, taking a listen.
2: Sure. And I appreciate the, the opportunity, uh, control the, or excuse me, (laughs) my mind's still in that book. Uh, yeah. Control the beast. Anyway, uh, uh, TNN, we just kind of rebrand a little bit. It's true North nation podcast. And of course our abbreviation is TNN. You can get it on any of your podcast listening platforms, whether that's Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, you know, we're, we're everywhere or, You can simply go to our website at true north org, And as soon as you join us there, uh, the episode page is the front page. So you you kind of. So
1: you said that was True North Nation. Is that what you said? The podcast is True North Nation. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, people are interested in this subject because, you know, this is all about hurting people and shame and you know, and getting beyond the hurt, getting beyond the shame. And it's unfortunate, even the, in the apostolic church today, there's so many people that they're not getting a lot of help and to thank God for a platform like this, where we can actually get on and talk and a person can listen privacy and listen over and over again for free and get counsel, get hope, you know, and with the true North nation podcast, um that is the basic subject content for a person that's struggling you can keep going back and back and uh listening to uh brother snyder here talk about this very very important subject but as i said uh want to get into some questions and some answers and um just try to uh maybe see where people uh you know where they live and how they can get some help so my first question what if you're and, and, and I might even turn these questions around so because uh, they can go any direction, but what if you've got a, a man and that is going further than what you were? He's got such an anger or maybe a woman on her husband or her kids and they're they're beating their spouse.'re they're, they're, you know, maybe they're in church, maybe they're even apostolic because it's out there. Um, and they just, they lay their hands on their spouse and they're, um, they, they don't spank their kids. They, They beat their kids. Um, a person like that is, you know, let's just say they're honest hearted, but they know they've got a problem. What should they do? Well,
2: um, the way to approach this is, is again, the power of understanding. We have to understand that Anger, number one, anger is always a secondary emotion. There's always a primary. Uh, anxiety, fear, uh, depression, loneliness. Uh, the two big kahunas, stress and frustration.
1: Mm.
2: When we don't manage our stress, and, and there is such a thing as normal stress. There is such a thing as normal frustrations. You know, we have, so, mm-hmm. we. you know, if you live in a, a metroplex like Dallas-Fort Worth, getting to work is stressful you know because for some reason here in dallas people do not know how to drive on a on a freeway so it's it's frustrating you know uh i have my my prayer time is early in the morning but it's also if i'm on the freeway i have to have another prayer meeting to get you know anyway i'm I'm joking there but we all we all have levels of stress that could be considered normal getting to work getting through traffic uh, getting through the crowds. Uh, we have frustrations when a teammate on our job doesn't come through with their portion of, of the process. So it's frustrating because they drop the ball. Now everybody else has got to pick up the slack, right? Right. You know, and move forward. If we're not careful and don't manage that stress or that frustration, it escalates and it starts going into anger and anger. Uh, can be, uh, it can be expressed in a a lot of different ways. It can be expressed to yourself. Like if you're angry with yourself, we have, we have uh, addictions, whether that's drug, alcohol, pornography, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have, you know, silent anger, which is dangerous because we don't voice it. We don't express it. We just lock it inside Mm -hmm. and, I'll, I'll circle back around to that yeah man, uh, good so you know there, there's that and if we don't deal with the anger then talk to somebody uh then it escalates to rage rage is a whole nother level rage is where what you were talking about that's when we're striking things we're throwing things we might even go to a uh, a tyrant of cussing and and all of that stuff, mm, right. uh, and so that's now we're we're in some, you know, we anger's serious enough in its in its own right, but when we get into rage, now we're going to be uh, hurting people possibly, <laughs> and, and the 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 funny thing about anger is we always hurt the ones that we we shouldn't hurt at all, mm, right? Our family. Our, our spouses, our children, right, right. and the, the, what's behind it, you know, Why would you do that? It, you love them the most. Why would, because we feel too comfortable with them. Mm, wow. I, I can express this anger or rage and they'll stay with me.
1: You know how they're going to respond. You know, they're going yep. to, uh, they're not going to, they're not going to uh, kick you out <laughs> or something equal.
2: That that's the mindset, but don't count on it.
1: Yeah, because uh, like a guy I worked with years ago, and he, uh, great guy, I loved working with him. You know, just really nice guy. And but he confessed to me this is many years ago, confessed to me about his anger problem. I mean, he really, really had an anger issue. And uh, this, I've known him for several years, and then one day he tells me, um, his wife left him. I said, why? He says, well, you know, I blow up. I've told you about that. I blow up and I yell and, I, you know, and whatever. He said, but I got so angry. I went to her job. And he told all, I think he told her boss off. He told her off. I mean, upset the whole office. And that's where she drew the line. And she yep. filed for divorce.
2: There's some toxins in there. Whew. Wow, That's the top. That is a toxic relationship right there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and what what she did, unfortunately, is remove the toxin. Which the toxin, the toxins were him. He was he was poisonous to the relationships. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, and then the the last level is blind rage. And I've dealt with blind rage in in other people. Um, I had a client years ago in in our program. Where he was court ordered to me, uh, he he got he got angry with his mother, of all people. Now he never he never never touched his mom, never harmed her, but he did seven thousand dollars worth of damage to her kitchen. He ripped cabinets off the wall, and in his anger. And then when it was all said and done, uh, I mean, of course the police were involved, and they said you did that. And he, he denied it with everything in him. I did not do that. I would never do that to my mother's house. Well, he did.
1: Mm.
2: But he didn't, he, he didn't even realize he did it. He was in a blind rage. Didn't know what mm. he was doing. So there's some real serious categories of anger that we have got to identify. The earlier, the better. So going back to your question... In, in people that are beating their wife, uh, that, that's toxic in, in, a, in a high level. And so some drastic measures have to be done. Containment has to be done. Um, whether that is, you know, somebody picking up the phone and calling the authorities and let the authorities put the lid on it. Or if you've got enough guts and backbone to say, hey, I've got a problem and I need fixed, you're, you're going to, you're going to need some professional
1: (laughs) counseling. So let me tie in a quick question before we go, uh, a related question, before we go to the next question. Now, let's just say uh, this man or woman, usually it's a man, I think uh, that would have this kind of anger that he would uh, hit his wife or whatever. um, And he is in denial Mm -hmm. and it continues and his wife knows he's in denial and he won't get help. What should she or he do? Well, that's a great, great question. Let
2: me preface with, I do not condone divorce. I mean, it's gotta be a real str- extreme thing. Mm-hmm. However, a separation is in order Sure. that, that wife, cause it's now, it's now becoming dangerous. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a separation. In other words, like we talked about on the first half of, of your podcast is that, that toxin has to be contained and dealt with. So containment, in other words, okay, uh, I'm going to go, you know, live with my whoever and we're going to get some counseling and we're going to get this straight. And then, you know, in other words, we're going to tear down the factory we're gonna we're gonna plow the ground and we're gonna get all the poisonous dirt out, yeah. and and then we're gonna start rebuilding our marriage the right, right. way, right? Because we're until
1: gonna, that individual, just like they say in AA, I've heard, unless you first admit you have a problem,
2: you can't get help. Exactly right, and that's not just in alcohol uh, alcoholism; that is in any negative behavior whether it's an alcohol addiction a drug addiction addiction to pornography or anger issues emotional trauma you first got to say hey i got a problem you know and that happened you know i knew i had a problem but i didn't admit it i hid it because i didn't i you know I, lord i'm i'm my great great grandmother was one of the founding members of the church in st louis uh, I mean, when it all started, my grandmother, my mother, my father, my mother won my father to the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a Pentecostal. I can't be like this. So I, I, I hit it. Sure, and, sure. Uh, but then, you know, when I was getting ready, I mean, my wife was my, is my, still is my first love. When I met her the day I met her, I'm like, that's her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The challenge was I was 15 when I met her. <laughs> my best friend Bert said, uh, dude, you remember you're, you're 15. How I said, I don't care. That's the girl I'm going to marry. And so I knew it. And, and she's the love of my life. I can't imagine doing life without her. We've been together now 42 years. Sure, sure. Uh, but when she said, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, do what? Because an angry person, that's water in the bridge. That's old news. You know, we're, sure, le- sure. let's move on. Uh, mm. But when she said that, it rattled me to my right. bones. Right, And right. thats that was my moment where, okay, I've got a problem. When I went to my pastor, that was my confession time. I've got a problem and I need help. Sure. That's true. That's where healing begins. It's wow. it, it's much like when when somebody goes to the altar to repent of their sins.
1: I have sin and I need saved.
2: Right. right, it's their turning point.
1: So let's let's go to the other side of the spectrum here. You've got an individual, man or woman, and we know anger is not. It's not just men, not just women. Kids have it teenagers have but let's just say you got an individual that's angry all the time they're not hitting anybody they're not screaming at anybody they're not cussing anybody out but they just live angry and uh, they no doubt carry an attitude Mm -hmm. Um, they know they're angry they don't know what to do about it they're not violent none of that but they carry it on their face sometimes in the things they say sharp words uh, attitudes etc what should that person do well
2: a great question and, and and the same principle applies they have to understand they're angry and they need to fix it even though they're not hurting anybody around them they're hurting themselves they're tearing their own life mind, attitude, and relationship with God, they're tearing it apart. And they but,
1: to... but let's just say there's they're in a church that doesn't know how to deal with it. And, and you know, there's plenty out there, not criticizing because not everybody no. specializes in the same thing. Sure. But let's just say they're in a church that, you know, maybe they get a vague answer, you know, pray through something like that. I, I've heard yeah. pastors say in my life, and this is a long life I've had. Uh, in church uh, just get over it what does that person do? you just can't get over it it's just no. not that easy and one prayer <laughs> in the altar or every service that within itself by itself typically I don't believe it's going to get that anger out of it so if that were your son he said dad this is how I am and what I just described to you mm-hmm. okay and uh, you're not able to counsel him but you do know what you know let's just say you let's just say you don't know how to counsel and i know you do but all the rest of it maybe you know you've been there done that and how would you direct your son at this point A couple two or three steps then i'll have one more question for you Well, I think we have lost Brother Snyder here for a moment again. Here we go. I'm back. Uh, okay. I
2: think my my phone goes into the the whatever you call it. It you know goes into resting mode and it cuts it cuts it off
1: temporarily. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure.
2: So uh, I'm trying to watch my screen and keep my phone going here. But anyway, you, you, here's something that we have got to understand as a church, and I love. I love our church. I love Pentecost. I love apostolic, but we also have to realize of the scripture faith without works is dead. We can have all the faith we want. We can pray until our tongue falls out, but we've got to put the work in. Right. And if we don't have the tools, we need to go to the tool store and find it. So you know we've got so many good apostolic, Holy Ghost filled counselors that are coming up. I mean, sure. people are going there, get their degrees.
1: Oh, it's true. I mean, in, in, in the church that I attend, that I'm a part of, uh, the Pentecostal Church of Harvey, Illinois. Um, yeah, this is the like one of the main things. I mean, our, our pastor is a church planner, and our churches are being planted all over. Chicago land uh, because of his ministry, but at the same time, people have this desire to have this training. Um, one of, one of the brothers just graduated. I, I don't know his degree, uh, but uh, and there's several others doing the same thing. So you're exactly right, and we're very fortunate at the Pentecostal yeah. Church of Harvey, Illinois. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So wait a minute. You you, you attend the church in Harvey, Illinois? Yes, sir.
2: Ha oh, Terry Cox was a great friend of mine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gail and I's first church that we pastored was Pontiac, Illinois, just 50 minutes south of Chicago. So, yeah, yeah. Brother Cox Ant- was in Section 10.
1: Yeah, Anthony Cox, his son has the church now yep. for yep. about 18 or 20 years. Yeah,
2: yeah. I knew also. Anthony and uh, what is it, Jason?
1: Yes, he's pastoring brother. Uh, just a little south, uh, not too far yeah. away. He's got Brother Charles Cardwell's uh, old shirt. Sure does. Preached. To, I'm
2: sorry, I didn't mean to sidestep the uh, <laughs> the interview. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's all right. So you know, back in the day, that was taboo to go to a counselor. Not anymore. Uh, you know, we and, and I personally did not trust counselors because if, what are you? You know, the humanism that that is in, threaded in there. Uh, I know a person years ago went to a counselor to try to get help, and the first thing they did was attack the, the apostolic beliefs. Well, you need Hold to on. get out of that. you know. And I'm like, uh-uh. But today, today's a whole different world. We have Holy Ghost-filled apostolic counselors that you can trust. And so, you know, with me 42 years ago, I needed a faith. I needed the face of God, if you please. I needed God to sit across the table from me and talk to me. And of course that I had an angel or that angel's name was Gail or it still is, but you know, I, you got to get a a voice on God. You got to get a face on God. You got to get somebody that's going to be able to talk to
1: you. We are as hands and feet. Sure.
2: Exactly right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a real case by case situation, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, going back to the the, the thought in that question about somebody that's violent, you know, not only is there a separation in order, but sometimes, unfortunately, there has to be a restraining order, because they won't, they don't get it, stay away from me until you get fixed. Sure. And so, uh, and then, unfortunately, I've seen some cases where they've had to go spend some time in a jail cell. To get the attention, saying "Okay, I need help," and and I've seen it turn around to a positive thing. It's ugly, sure. yeah. It's extremely right. ugly, right? Right. But you've got to put in the work, and right. and and that's what's going to make it better.
1: Sure, sure. Wow. Well, let me give you this one more question, um, and sure. see how we can wrap this up here, man. I tell you what, I, I know our listeners are are just being blessed right now, and uh, they need to share this podcast because. I know you always can't share it with somebody directly, but sometimes there's ways of indirectly sharing good information. And uh, but anyway, my last question would be: a person has an issue, uh, how big, how small it is to him, or however you want to look at it. What are the signs to that individual that that's that should say to him or her? Yeah. I need to do something i i'm not getting past this i need I need victory over this how am i going to get it? what do I need to do what is my first step second third step what are my actual actions going to be at this point because I must change
2: okay so that that's a great question um how do i how do I identify? is that kind of where we're what you're looking at is how do yeah, I identify I mean, the problem?
1: Right, right. So, right. If, if, if am I at that point? In other words, am I at that point? Am I just you know angry sometimes? I mean, how is a person seeing themselves? Like you know, I've heard it talked about with alcoholics. Well, person mm-hmm. getting up in the morning, he's needing alcohol. He's needing alcohol at lunch. She's needing alcohol at night, and it's an everyday. You know, signs like that. They say are traits of hey yeah I'm an alcoholic mm-hmm. I see myself those are the traits how would a person with this type of situation sure. identify yeah I need help it's 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 beyond just maybe getting angry once in a while. Sure, sure sure. Okay so <laughs> and you just you just tag the first part.
2: Anger or negative emotions is a part of our emotional makeup everybody gets angry mm-hmm. what do you do with the anger the bible says be angry but sin not let not the sun go down on your wrath mm-hmm. jesus himself was angry when in the temple saw what they were doing and turned over the money changers and drove the money changers the thieves out of the temple he was angry okay so we all get anger anger can be reversed into a very positive uh compelling forward motion uh the creator her name is candy of mothers against drunk driving used anger because her daughter 13 year old daughter was killed by a drunk driver instead of using anger to destroy her she used anger to create mad and has changed the world in that in that arena so what do you do with your anger is one question Here's the, here's the critical question. Does it own you? That's where you've got to look is, you know, everybody gets angry, uh, drive down the freeway and you're going to feel a little anger because some, some knucklehead is cutting you off. But what do you, does it last? Are you, are you trying to seek revenge for that, that driver that cut you off? You know, what, what is, does, does it own you? Is there, uh, a thought pattern that you can't get rid of. When you lay in bed at night, is that what you're thinking before you go to sleep? Now you have a problem because right. instead of you owning it, it owns you. Sure, sure. So that's that's the in, that really is the indicator that I need to go see my pastor. I need to get into some prayer and fasting. I need to dive into the Word. I need to go talk to somebody because I'm getting too frustrated and it's going to elevate to anger and anger is going to get nasty. It always does. It's the beast in the basement that you've got to learn how to control.
1: So how could a person seek out counseling? You know, they don't want to tell people, you know, of course, there's a shame there, you know, how we humans are. Um, there's no counselors in the church. Maybe their pastor's not into this ministry. So there's limited help there. Great church. They love their church, but just limited help, you know, and that's just the way it is sometimes. Um, where could they, where, where could a person, is there any certain way a person, um, could get help? I, I mean, I heard of a lady one time, an apostolic woman, uh, that was giving counseling through Skype. And you know, she had a small fee and she would, she would do that. Uh, we heard about that one time. We knew somebody that needed some, uh, counseling and we recommended, uh, her, but besides something like that, are there any other ways?
2: Sure. Send an email to e-snyder at, dot truenorthdfw.org. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we do counseling in this, in this area, um, you know, I was joke halfway joking there. If they if, if, <laughs> if
1: you're,
2: anybody in your listening audience that needs a little help with this, mm-hmm. send me an email and we'll we'll set up a Zoom call and I'll I'll do some preliminary work with you and and figure out where you're at and okay. give you some assignments and and help you there and stay in touch.
1: Okay, so I want them to grab their pen or type it into your phone right now. He's going to give you that email address again, but slower. So yeah. you can, there's going to be somebody on here. Sure. And you tell Brother Snyder where you heard this so he knows where it's yeah, coming absolutely. from. And, um, yeah, and you reach out to him, and um, he's offering, uh, you know, himself. So, and you can discuss that over email and see where it goes. But what is that email again?
2: E. Snyder E-S-N-Y-D-E-R. E-S-N-Y-D-E-R. No. e Snyder at truenorthdfw.org True North the, the name of the podcast dallasfortworth.org. Um, yeah, if anybody in your listening audience you know needs a little help with this, you know there'll be a nominal fee uh, but it you know it's nothing nothing heavy. sure. And um, we'll be glad to help. And of course if they you know if you buy the book, Go to Amazon.com, uh, do the search of Control the Beast, uh, Ed Snyder. It'll pop, buy the book, mm-hmm. and uh, read through it, and then shoot me an email. We'll get connected in a Zoom call and uh, get some questions answered. And one thing that, that I want you to know, if, in case you talk to others about it, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I have a limit, and I know I have a limit. In other words, I'll help people as far as I can go, and then if it's a real serious situation, I will I've got a list of apostolic counselors that I'll refer to to get deeper in so that they can get the help that they need. Because that's that's your job, that's our responsibility, that's what we owe each other. Sure, sure. And absolutely. brothers and sisters and help and undergird and support and, and all get us spiritually healthy so we can make heaven.
1: Right, right. No one wants to live with this beast in the basement. That's, That's exactly, exactly as I mean. you're saying. Well, man, what a, uh, what a podcast here, uh, brother Snyder. I so appreciate you being on with us today. Well, and I know on. that we could go on for hours. I I can, I can see this. This is something you live and something. This is what you minister all the time. It sounds like it's not just a book you wrote and you walked away from the book, but um, this is your ministry and at least a good part of it, no doubt. But uh, again, spread the word, my friends, podcast listeners, spread the word, share this, tag people on social media. And if you'll share it, the right people, we hope that the right people will hear this because no one needs to fight their battles alone. No one should have to fight their battles alone. And when you've got people that are discreet, they're careful. They're you know you can trust their confidence. And uh, hey, they're willing to help you, like Brother Snyder here. We can greatly, greatly appreciate because I think one of the one of the problems today and has always been trust, you know, can you trust? Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is a great thing. So again, Brother Snyder, thank you so much. Want to say blessings to you and your ministry. Get his book. Start with his book, if nothing else, and uh, you're going to be blessed. God bless all of you. Thank you for listening to Everything Apostolic. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic podcast don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry don't forget more resources are available at www.charlesarodus.com. there you will find pastor Rodus's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter until next time be blessed in jesus name